we're saddled up on this pony called the Carolina Outdoors and glad that you're joining us every Saturday. We come in via the airwaves of WBT Radio, blasting up and down the eastern seaboard. We're also available via podcast. Just type in Carolina Outdoors. If you like what we're talking about, rate and review us. It helps other people find us and helps us continue this odyssey. I'm Bill Barty. With Mr. Les Wa- Wes Lawson. Good night. That guy is here, too. Yeah, yeah, Bill, you know, we are coming up on a very special day in the fall. It's one of the most exciting times of the year for a lot of outdoors people. This year, it's September 5th. That's right. It's the opening day of dove season. Whoa. I have it right here. Change your socks. Change your underwear. Some people change spouses. We're changing the seasons with dove season. Yeah, that's right. And you know, it's it's a it's one of those great kind of outdoor traditions, especially in the southeast all the way over to Texas. This is fall. Two things signify fall, Bill. Dove hunting and football. And guess what? We get to cover both today. We are gonna cover both and it's gonna be fun. We've taken a bunch of questions uh, in, in regards to dove season mm, too, and a lot of did. people are waking up early to the Carolina Outdoors who are listening, who are in preparation. Maybe they are going to some public lands that are available. We'll talk about a few of them in North and South Carolina. You may have a a private uh, property that you're heading to, maybe uh, having a picnic out there, barbecue before football. The football game uh, comes on. You're enjoying fellowship with your friends and that sort of thing. Uh, Some sweet tea. You want to keep those shots high, though. You don't want to shoot low and rain pellets upon the uh, people across the field. I have learned that. Do not do that. That's what you call poor dove field etiquette right there. That's right. Yep, no one likes to get shot. (laughs) Never. But some of the questions that we have taken um, at Jesse Brown's through the day, and and we'll just start off with one. I'll ask them. Wes, I will let you answer them. Okay. First off, of course, we're talking about opening day is Saturday today, September 4th, uh, both Carolinas. When can you start hunting dove? So, you know, this is one of those things. Always check your local listings. So see what your state resources commission says. But it's usually going to be sunrise uh, or within a few minutes thereof. And really, you know, don't push the envelope on when you pull the trigger. If it's hard for you to see, mm-hmm. don't shoot. Uh, and to your earlier point, uh, when you're sky blasting, which we want to avoid, you know, we're never pointing those firearms at things we don't intend to shoot. And uh, be mindful of your surroundings so we don't hit anybody. We're not shooting from vehicles or within 150 yards of buildings. Of course, the daily bag limit. This is both Carolinas, by the way. 15 doves, uh, 30 minutes, just like you said, 30 minutes before sunrise uh, to sunset. This the opening day. But plus the entire season, and again, that is both Carolinas. But I'm glad you said that because other places have different rules. Oklahoma, um, Georgia, there's different things happening. But this is the Carolina outdoors, so that's what we're uh, focused in on. Here's another question that came through. And anytime someone has a question for the Carolina Outdoors, you can send it to jesse at jessebrowns.com. We will get it. We invite you to participate on Jesse Brown, CLT, our Facebook page, Instagram, post pictures, that sort of thing. But here's one, Wes. Can you bait a field to attract doves? So, no, you you can't. But you can hunt in areas that have been recently cut uh, or recently harvested. And that's where you're going to find a lot of the folks who are hunting. Uh, they usually have a friend or a loved one or their own property that has been harvested 
uh, agriculturally, and that's a good place to be, but you cannot bait dove or any other migratory bird unless you want to go to federal prison. Yeah, that would be a bad place to be. <laughs> it is. It is. We really, you know, really want to encourage folks to, to play by the rules with this stuff. It's it's incredibly important to protect these resources if you want to see these traditions passed on. So common, uh, 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 normal agricultural practices, but mm. you can't just get out there and bait fields because that is illegal. Uh, and maybe I should have started with this one because many people are listening to the Carolina Outdoors who are getting ready to head out uh, before sunrise to get to where they're going to be mm-hmm. to their to their area field get set up that sort of thing um what do we need what are the basics that we need to go dove hunting yeah so um let's start with you need to have your state issued hunting license or permit uh and this is a migratory bird so there is an extra stamp there you've got to participate in the harvest information program the hip only takes a minute to do online um, so all of your documentation, which you need to have on your person, you'll need a shotgun. Got to have that. Slingshots don't work too well. Don't work real well. Uh, Got to have a shotgun and the appropriate shotgun shells to go with that. Uh, you know, I would say you're going to want to have uh, camouflage of some variety. We don't want to do anything that's going to distract the birds too much. So leave the white cotton tees at home. Yeah. <laughs> a good hat to keep the sun off because it's going to be warm outside. And then you need, you really do have to have uh, eye protection, not just from the sun, but when we're shooting guns, there's all kinds of other particulates and debris that's coming out, and you don't want that in your eyes. So you want a polycarbonate lens, not a glass lens. Polycarbonate does not shatter. You won't get anything in your eyes. You're going to want that. And because it is September, which is still kind of false autumn uh, water, mm-hmm. you know, save the save the beer and other drinks until you're finished for the day. Uh, water or a sports drink, something like that, to keep you, keep you going. Those are going to be kind of your basics. Your basics. Uh, if you can be out there for a while, a dove stool or a camp stool is a good thing to have to sit on so you can be comfortable and you're also kind of you're a little bit lower to the ground, harder for the birds to see. Yeah, we just got a, a, a flock of those uh, dove stools in at Jesse Brown's. They don't uh, spin or anything, but they're comfortable. You can just they are. sit out there and, uh, and, you know, wait for those dove to fly. It has been good dove weather as well you know kind of dry it's going to be a, a, a blue sky out there as well so that should go on kind of dry but we did get some rain so there are going to be some puddles and you will find dove active around puddles either to drink out of obviously or to bathe and then anywhere where you have uh, loose gra- uh, grit sand or pebbles after the they'll be right there and that stuff so if you have that combination you're in a good spot hey you you kind of hinted around the fashion of the dove field, and we'll bring back that, of course, in the South, across the nation, really. Uh, opening day of dove season is kind of a cultural experience mm-hmm. for many. It's, it is. It's uh, been passed down for many from generation to generation. Again, fellowship, sweet tea, uh, a barbecue or picnic or a lunch that happens at, at noon. Many people by that time. We'll have the football games on yep. uh, on the radio, listening to the play-by-play if if, uh, if the games have, have kicked off. That's all a part of it. But what do we need to wear? Is camouflage required for a dove field? It's not required, but it's a good idea. Um, if you don't want to go out and wear camouflage, wear some you know bland earth tones if you mm. can, browns. 
maybe some grays. Uh, I might avoid black a little bit for a couple of different reasons, but um, camouflage does help. And if you're going to um, wear shorts <laughs> yes. out there, people do that. Um, I, I'm kind of against it because you are kind of in an outdoor setting, oftentimes an agricultural field or around, around brush and bramble. So you can easily kind of get cut up a little bit. But also we still have a lot of mosquitoes that are out. So you're kind of inviting trouble. But, you know, in my experience, the person who's wearing shorts on that opening day probably didn't wear shorts all season long. And so those are some uh, white, white semaphore signal flag le- uh, legs are showing out there. Put on some pants. And uh, for the folks who think that going shirtless is a good idea, it's not. Whoa. It happens. You'll see it. Uh, and he's going to have a Mountain Dew close by or something else. Put a shirt on. Do us all a favor. Uh, <laughs> and the birds, because they see you and they're not coming close. So we know who you are. You know who you are. Put on a shirt. The voice you hear right there, Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. We're the outdoor guys from Jesse Brown's here on the Carolina Outdoors. And if you didn't know it, we started off at the beginning of this segment talking about the change of the seasons and this opening day of dove season. And it, uh, a lot of people, it may not be you, but a lot of people are heading out to their area dove field, uh, not only across the Carolinas, but across uh, the country in many places as this happens. And, of course, Wes, we've gotten several questions in at Jesse Brown's about the opening day of dove season. We're kind of going through them. You grew up with opening days of dove seasons. Pretty good shot back in the olden days anyway. Was this something that you and the the Lawson boys would would do? We did it some, yeah, for sure. And then I did it a lot in college um, because of where I was in the middle of nowhere, Virginia, with some really great fields close by. So um, opening day, September is a great time if you are a, uh, a bird shooter between opening day for dove season But then, you know, right now in North Carolina, we're already into a much more unique esoteric kind of hunting for gallinules and moorhens, marsh chickens, uh, that kind of stuff. So if you can hunt uh, down on the coast, that's a fun one. Uh, But the other fun thing are rails, which opened on the first here in North Carolina. And I think it's a couple days coming up in South Carolina. But this is great um, small bird, upland bird hunting it's fun. You're active. You're usually with friends. So afterwards, there's some storytelling and some ribbing. It's a great time. Plus, you know, the morning it's a little bit cooler out, so it starts to feel good. There's there's kind of hope in the air after six months of being hot. There is hope in the air. I don't know what season that makes it in the uh, 16 different seasons that the unofficial yeah. uh, calendar brings forth. We've talked about it before. Um, I want to jump back. Of course, uh, opening day dove season mm-hmm. represents to many all the beginning of all the other fall seasons that are going to come including big game it all starts off for many uh in regards to dove we mentioned what you needed you were a pretty good shot still are what was the shotgun that you would take out there we we Mm. said that um well i'll get to my uh ethical question here in a second but um uh, is it 12 gauge or can we take a 20 gauge or can we take something else? Yes, all 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 the things. Um you know, the 12 gauge does the heavy lifting and it's kind of it's it is the the elephant in the room. If people have a shotgun, odds are it's a it's a 12 gauge and you can do a lot worse to be honest. Uh, if you're if you struggle with with some of your accuracy, you do get more 
pellets in your shot, which is going to be a benefit to you. Um, so I, I, I have a great over-under that I love to shoot. Uh, I've got a side-by-side 20 that's just a whole bunch of fun. It's not nearly as heavy. Um, and, you know, if any listeners have a 28-gauge they want to get rid of, call me. Uh, let's figure it out because that's a fun <laughs> one. But that's a little bit small for what we're talking about. doesn't have the, quite the range. But, you know, a 12 or a 20 with some open choke tubes so you have a wider pattern is a great thing for what we're talking about. Uh, and you get a box of shells and put them in your pocket and away we go. You got to have that shotgun because I mentioned uh, slingshot does not work that well unless you're little Opie Cunningham. Right. No, Opie Taylor. If you're Opie Taylor, uh, it brings me to this next question. Now, we've talked a lot. I've said the word dovefield several times because mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of how this works. But the question was, can you shoot a dove out of a tree? Like little Opie Taylor did. So yeah, so this this is this this comes down to ethics. Legally, you can shoot a dove out of a tree. Should you? Probably not. Um, Why? Well, you don't know really what you're shooting at. Um, So it's that's not good. It's not sporting, to say the very least. Um, So legally, you can expect to get a uh, a tongue lashing from folks. Most of your hunting companions will think it's illegal and will be convinced you've broken the law. So, uh, you know, clap real loud, shoot, yell, holler, scare the bird out of the tree, and shoot it on the, on the, on the wing instead. Rough talk it, in other words. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Rough talk that bird out of that tree till you find out that it was a decoy anyway. How embarrassing. He's Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. We're answering a few questions during opening day of dove season. And, of course, if you are listening to us on a Saturday via the airwaves of WBT Radio, not via the podcast, where we're also available, just type in Carolina Outdoors. If you're doing it that way, this dove season, the first segment, Wes, I think in both Carolinas, when does the first segment of, of dove season end? Do you have it over there? Uh, let's see. You've got, you know, so it's uh, South Carolina is a little bit different. We've got these... Um, because it's kind of changes with shooting hours, but September 5th through October 11th, ah. uh, and then November 14th through 28th, and then Christmas Day through January 31st. And then in North Carolina, you're talking about September 5th through October 10th, November 14th through 28th, and December 12th through January 30th. So there are some little breaks in there, yeah. um, but it's a good long season. This is you know, the most sought after, the most hunted uh, small game animal in the United States, which is pretty incredible, especially when you think about Bill, how how athletic these birds are. Well, I, no, these are my. I got to ask you these questions because you're the one who has the answers, not me. I have to do it. So here's my question. Let's talk. We've talked a lot about the hunting hunting aspect mm-hmm. of dove season because that's what it is, a hunting season. But on the Carolina outdoors, let's talk about the animal just a little bit mm-hmm. more. The morning dove. First off. How far can one of those birds fly? Because they are migratory. These are birds that are heading south. Yeah, so um, it's a two-part question because the the um, the pair that keeps having a clutch in my backyard I don't think ever leaves. Yeah, resident. So they're bird. resident. Mm-hmm. Um, but a migratory dove can fly between 500 and 800 miles in a day. Now, a lot of that depends on uh, food source and the wind, but you know they can top out almost at 60 miles an hour. They're not going to fly always like that speed, but they can fly 
a long way. Think about 500 miles from here. That's a, that's a good haul in a day. In one day. In one day. So these are some traveling little boogers. Yeah, and and, and though they look kind of large, you're still talking about a bird that is 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 weighed in ounces, right. ounces and grams. So that's a lot. That's a lot of effort for something that lives off of nuts and grains and the occasional insect. Wow, they're vegan. <laughs> they basically. travel a long way. They weigh less than half a pound, um, which goes to cleaning them. We mm. can talk about that a little bit later, but. We call them dove, um, but really they're called morning dove here on the Carolina Outdoors. We're going to find out where that name comes from. Um, do you know? Can you share with us yeah. where the where the term morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, morning dove? Yeah, it's morning dove. It's, a, uh, it's an active verb. It's not the time of day. They're not just in the morning. They are in morning. So the, the story goes back to uh, a very old Huron story about a girl who um, had befriended a, a dove. And they, you know, they traveled together, they played together, but the girl got sick. Um, this is kind of an old yeller kind of story. So she she gets sick and she passes away. And as she as her spirit is leaving Earth to go to the afterworld, um, the birds who all loved her tried to go with her. Uh, and the sky mother spirit wouldn't allow them to go into the afterworld with the little girl. So she created a big smoke screen, and the birds were upset. They were mourning this young girl, but the smoke got on their wings and made their wings the color that they are now. That's the story. Um, the other side of that story is the sound that the mourning dove makes. The Huron thought it was kind of a how-how sound, mm-hmm. which was a chant they would chant over the graves of, of deceased relatives. So it's kind of a two-part piece there. So we just sort of adopted that over the course of several hundred years because really dove are just a, a cousin of pigeons. Gotcha. So there, it's, it's, a, it's a squab. And then you know, although that story made yep. me kind of sad. Yeah, I know. But Dry so your now, eyes, dry your eyes. Now I'm a morning bill. <laughs> because of that sad story. But it's the most popular small game species for hunters across both Carolinas. And uh, welcome, everyone. I, I, I did say uh, to opening day, welcome to opening day and the public fields that are available. Just a couple of close up above Mooresville, there's a Second Creek game land. And over towards High Rock Lake, in fact, on the banks of High Rock Lake, Linwood game land. In North Carolina, you worry as well. You can find all of this at nc.wildlife.org. South Carolina, close to Charlotte. Anyway, the Draper Tract mm-hmm. in McConnell's and the Gaffney Dove Field, right down 85, not too far. Of course, going down 85 is a whole other thing, but those are places that you can check out dnr.sc.gov for list of public places uh, for private. You need to make friends with some people. Now, let's one last thing to think about. When we're traveling around with our firearms, let's always make sure they are broken down and that they are empty uh, while we're transporting them and while we're going to and from the dove field or where we're sitting. Keep those things unloaded. Always treat those firearms like they're loaded. We don't want accidental discharges. And the last thing is that daily bag limit. It's 15 birds per hunter. So be mindful of that. We don't want you falling into violation there. That's right. Be be that way. In fact, I should say uh, on many of the public fields, they have a 50 shell minimums. Yep. Or, or, so you can't take, can't take the whole armament out there. 
got to keep it 50 shells or more. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Thank you, Wes. You're welcome, Bill. Man, we learned a whole lot. Wes Lawson right there, Bill Barty right here. We're the Carolina Outdoors. 